The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with my friend and uh, certainly a Cleaning Nation favorite, Suzanne Bandick. She unwinds everybody in such a way they can actually do the things we teach them to teach. It's almost simple, uh, maybe even easy to really grow a business. It is hard to get your mind around the things that you need to do and do them when they're hard or scary outside your comfort zone or counterintuitive. And Suzanne um, is one of our just amazing leaders uh, in the company that helps do that. So today at her suggestion, her great suggestion, we're going to talk about the imposter syndrome. We get this with even our clients here, even our, we've had million dollar clients making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, still feeling like they're just cleaners, right? So I give you that encouragement for those of you that are little and like, you know, and I've been there by the way, I, when I started my company, I love telling people I'm an owner and I'm a CEO or I'm the, i I have a company and we had a, I had a franchise, a service master franchise. So I had a little bit of a like authority, right? Like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a big deal. And I was embarrassed when people like, please don't ask, you know, how many cleaners I have, or if I go clean toilets. Cause as soon as I did, I'm like, now, you know, I'm a scam. I'm a fraud. I've been exposed that I am just a janitor. I just clean toilets. And I don't know that I, you know, probably the worst part of it. And I don't look at it this way now, but I think when I was doing it, I might've felt that way about myself. So it was the, the worst thing wasn't like, I felt differently and they, embarrassed me. I think I felt I was embarrassed and then they, they saw my embarrassment. So that is my take. Suzanne brought this up because she deals with our people and they're going through that. So, you know, if our paid clients that are getting massive results and growing and doing great things have the imposter syndrome. You guys, cleaning nation at large might have a touch of that. So Suzanne, tell us, walk us through what it looks like and, and how we can help. Okay. Well, imposter syndrome. So feeling like you're a fraud. Let's let's delve into, okay, let's make sure that some of our listeners who may be feeling this really know, yes, this is me, okay? It's the self-doubt, and we doubt our intellect, we can doubt our skills, we can doubt our accomplishments. And to be really clear, it can happen to any of us at any time, given a different situation. You may feel like super mom or super dad, but when it comes to business, you can feel an imposter syndrome. But guess what? The common denominator is imposter syndrome is felt by high achieving individuals. So that's a good news, right? If you're, as you know, I always like to turn things into a positive. If you ever feel like an imposter, it means you are a high achieving individual. And that's always a good thing. That's true. It's frustrating from the coach's side when some of the people I see desperately need help and are struggling um, and know they're struggling. I wish they have a little more imposter syndrome. They have this false sense of pride with nothing to back it up. They're not doing it. They're not able to do it. And they're not looking for help to do it. The people that are my favorite don't have pride and they're so committed to winning 
they'll do anything and that's what they want. And they have enough of that. Like maybe I don't have everything together. And again, if you're like, well, how do I know which is which? Well, are you living the life and having the business that you want? And if you are, then yeah, you've got it together for that level of business. But if you're not, maybe something could change <laughs> or needs to change if I could be so bold. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's feeling like you don't deserve, you're in the wrong place, or somebody is going to expose you at any time. Mm -hmm. Right? And there's actually four Ps to imposter syndrome. I and I thought it might be very valuable to identify these. And what this is, is these are the things that can happen when we're trying to overperform, but we feel like we don't have what it takes. Mm. All right. So the first P is perfectionism. Quick, mm -hmm. I want to say, I would having, because I've owned lots of businesses in my 25 years and I've definitely dealt with this, right? Um, even as a coach, that's even harder because you're going to put yourself out there and be like, I know this stuff. Everyone listen to me. It's really scary. So I can encourage everyone having been in lots of businesses. Suzanne nailed on the head that like every business, I shouldn't say every, but I've never met a, business, a real business owner of any import that doesn't have this to a degree. It is worse than the cleaning business because there's just something about like, I'm actually, I, we all started or the vast majority of us started doing the work. So I just want to encourage you, not only is it, for all businesses or most all businesses, I know everyone feels that way. It's even worse in the, in the cleaning business. So give yourself a little bit of a break of this is common, right? It doesn't mean it's serving us. doesn't mean there's not things we can do differently, but it, this right. does not mean you're not unique in this regard. Lots of times you're all unique in many regards, not in this one. It is for the four piece sister. And that's why we're talking about this uh -huh. because it is common. You are not alone. And when you say, I, when you realize, when you can say to yourself, I'm not alone, other people experience this, then you're like, oh, I can deal with this. I'm not unique. Yeah. Right? This is, yeah and, and, and the four Ps are things that show up in our lives and you'll, you'll recognize them when I say them. Number one is perfectionism. Okay. You're dealing with the perfectionism of this isn't perfect yet. Um, I need, I need to do better. I can't move ahead. What's happening here is it's detrimental to our business because it's holding us back. Mm -hmm. We're creating a perfectionism. I got to be perfect so people don't find me out. So that's the first piece perfectionism. Second one. Fair, there's no perfect business. I've been in little businesses and big businesses and coaching all of you guys, whatever business you look up to, that guy or gal thinks his business is garbage and he's looking to the next guy or gal and she thinks her business is garbage and we can go round and round. There is no, so there is no time you graduate to the perfect business. So it's a weird thought. We all have it. So not judging it, but it's just a weird way to go when we know it's never going to be. And yet we strive for it, which is good and bad. I think there's a little yin and yang, right? Like you don't want to be lax days or half-assed and that, that desire to always improve is good, but that expectation of perfection for yourself or your business is silly. It's just not, it's not a reasonable expectation. And perfection, I, I discuss this a lot. Perfection is an illusion. Yeah. There really isn't such a thing as perfection. They say it's in the eye of the beholder, right? We do, we do the best we can with what we've got. We make the best decision we can with the information we have. 
yes, it's almost like if we could take out perfect and put an improvement, that would be like always looking to get better, healthy, trying to get to perfection. I mean, Suzanne's like, we have not talked. I don't know. I do not know the four piece. I'm I'm definitely screwing something up, but no, that's bang on. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's take perfectionism and just say, let's try to improve every day, every moment. How, how much better can you do than that? Anytime you talk to someone, I'm striving to improve. How can they argue with that? Yeah. And how can they get mad at you or expose you? Because you're like, you're not perfect. Agreed. You're not getting any better. Agreed. You're not trying to get any better. Well, now if I try that one, who's going to accuse you of not trying to get better? And if they do, you can just go, I disagree. I am trying. It's like, there you go. It's kind of a, it's just not even embarrassing if I thought someone would accuse me of, you know, like we have the dreams of, you know, show up to school or work naked, you know, it's kind of that exposed people are going to see me for what I am thing. I don't think I have any fears of people going, I don't think you're really trying. Like, I think I am. (laughs) And that's just kind of the end of that. Like, there's no, oh my God, he's, he's exposed me for this. You know, I don't think you're perfect. Yeah. Agreed. That makes two of us (laughs) kind of hard to. I love that. In a couple of minutes, we've now tossed perfectionism out the window. Got it guys? Oh, hold on. There's one more I've got to do just because my, one of my wife and I's favorite, uh, you know, they have the celebrities read mean tweets where people tweet mean things about them. Oh, and, uh, not Arquette. I forget the guy's name. His first name is Arquette or last name is Arquette. Anyway, he uh, reads the name. And he goes, man, what's his face? Arquette really got old. Like, you know, that's the funny thing is people are tweeting mean things and celebrities are reading them. And he just laughs so good naturedly. And so he's like, yeah, I really did. Didn't I? Like he just completely absorbed it. Like, yeah, I, I did get old here, here. And it was just such a great energy of, I think that's how we could respond when people hit you with any lack of perfect. You screwed up. You did this. You didn't do it. You're just like, yeah, I really did screw that one up, didn't I? It's just that energy was so good of, he's like, you almost can't hurt him because he's like, you know, you're old, you know, you're, you're an old man. Like, yeah, here, here we are. <laughs> and you'll be old too sometime. Like it was just complete acceptance. I loved it. Love it. Okay, second P is people-pleasing. Ooh, that's a big, I'm married to one of those. Okay, and I'm going to say overly people-pleasing. There's the balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's people who like to do nice things for people are pleasant to be around. But overly people-pleasing is when it's a detriment to yourself or your business Mm -hmm. or your family because you're promising too much, you're trying to do too much to say yes, 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 yes. Yeah, when you get into the point of, I'm gonna say yes, not because I think I can do it, but because I'm trying to avoid a conflict. Exactly, so that's a second P. And for all the people pleasers out there, let me give you a little antidote. I learned this when I was young, Um, just be honest. So a lot of times people come with us and you can still please people, but you can do it in a way that's more comfortable, more effective. So. People come to us, I'm new, how do I compete, right? And I think if I did this, you probably, Suzanne, I've only known her as a mature, smart lady, so I can't picture her doing this, but maybe she did. We want to puff up and we want to act like, oh, I know everything. You know, we don't want to admit that, yeah, I'm a little company and I don't really know anything. So people are like, I need that 30 terms or everyone's doing it cheaper or just whatever stuff. And we don't want to, A, we want people please and B, we don't want them to know we don't know everything. So we go, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And we act all kind of smart and in the know because we want to please people. We want to be perfection. We want to be perceived as perfect. And if you just are honest and go, I got to be honest, you're my first client. And there's other companies out there that have probably more money, better systems. They're more experienced. 
but by golly, no one's going to care more than me. <laughs> like you're, you might be one of a hundred clients for that guy. You're my only one. And you're going to be the one I want to build my whole business on. So I am, I will walk through burning coals to make sure you get taken care of because you are my only priority when it comes to this business. And somebody might go, no, I need the experience. And you go, okay, we're just not a good fit. And someone might be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. But because you're not trying to people please, you should be like, whatever the question is, you go, yes, 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 I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yes, I'm big. Yes, I'm whatever. You just set yourself up for that exposure that you're afraid of and the perfectionist when they find out you're not a big guy. But when you just lean into it and go, I'm totally little. You're my only customer. There's no exposure and you can still meet the healthy part of the people pleasing effort. And on people-pleasing, let's also be aware to really stop and think, is it something I can do? Is it something I want to do? Is it something that's priced right for me to do? Yeah, I think it's short-term people-pleasing versus long-term. Like, I don't want to conflict now, so I'll say the easy, happy thing, but I'm just placing a time bomb. I'm just pulling the pin and the grenade for later when they find out I can't do it <laughs> or they like, I can't do it for that price or I can't whichever. And a lot of times we'll just be like, well, then I'll take the hit. I'll just work for more or less money. I'll just do that. It's like, well, then you still long-term, if you're not making any money, you can't, you can't provide the service. Like long-term, it's going to bite you. So on both of those situations, let's put um, being honest. Hmm. Okay. So people pleasing underscore, just be honest. This is who I am. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. With yourself and with them, because we'll lie to ourselves first. That's the problem. I think the real, the the expert, some of you out there might be this, like the real advanced people pleasers, they lie to themselves and they buy it. And then they start selling that lie to other people. And in retrospect, reality kicks them right in the teeth. So yeah, let's be honest with you first, then with the people around you. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Another P that shows up is procrastination. Who's been guilty of that, folks? It's, Man, it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of tied into the whole perfectionism thing too. I think sometimes those are synonyms way more than we want to admit. We call it perfectionism because that doesn't sound so judgy. It's really procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something else that happens when we're trying to deal with imposter syndrome mm -hmm. is we don't want to do it because we're afraid we won't do it well, we'll be found out, etc., etc. And what again, that oh, sorry, go ahead. no, no, you go ahead. I was going to say again, the best way to deal with that is to just move forward doing the best you can with the information that you have, with the skills yeah, that you have. You just give yourself permission to be like, yeah, I. And maybe you'll even make a bad choice or make or, or have a temporary failure. Like, yep, did I do the best I could with the information and skills I had? Yep. Well, there you go. Everybody fails. And I just, I got, that, that was, that was one of the failures I needed to have to get where I want to go. So one of the insidious ways this rears its head, I see all the time in the cleaning business, to just get super granular to our business, procrastination versus perfectionism 
is people seem to love doing things like I got insurance, I get my EIN number, I got registered as a small business, I got certified as this, I got a gold star from that guy. Like all the different little silly, I got my office furniture, I rented them, just all these like kind of administrative stuff because they don't want to have an actual sales call and actually offer to do actual cleaning services to an actual client. Because that's when they could get told no. Like when you go to get your EIN or former corporation or all the, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have workers' compensation, all this stuff, right? Like these are all fine, but there's really no risk. I give you money, you give me insurance. I can feel pretty good about that. And everyone will say, he's starting a business. It's all very business-like, but nothing happens until someone makes a sale. And we're really just procrastinating going to another human being going, because again, if we're being real honest, I'm going, do you value me, Suzanne? And when she... I don't think this is what it means, but we hear when I say, I don't say, do you value me as a human? I say, can I clean your building for X amount of dollars per month? And Suzanne says, no, we hear that as I don't value as a person. Other people are smarter and better. So like the easiest way not to get that note is I'll just, just deal with my workers' compensation insurance. That guy will take my money and say yes every time. Note to everyone who deals with what Mike just said, please separate yourself from your business. Oh, that's a writer down, kids. I'm going to repeat it. Please separate. Well, I'm going to say even stronger. You are not your business. That's the truth. So Suzanne's feedback or encouragement, separate yourself from your business is really just an outpouring of the truth that you are not your business. You can be an amazing human being with a struggling business that's only failed when you decided it fails. And we we can all admit we've seen some pretty spectacular businesses with some pretty flawed and terrible human beings. So a thousand percent, I think that is that one statement Suzanne says has its tentacles wrapped up in all of this because we have our identity with our business and they're not the same thing. However, when you've got a strong identity as a person and you know you value even take the things in your personal life that you value, that you feel I'm good at, I'm kind, I'm caring. We attract a lot of people who are very kind, very caring. Thus, the people-pleasing aspect that we often deal with. Uh, your kind, caring personality is going to carry forward to success in your business. Even if one person says no, it's okay because your kind, caring personality, whatever attributes you attribute to yourself, will carry you through and help your business succeed. Okay, but I want to discuss the fourth P just really quick because then I have something that I think will help everyone. Beautiful. The fourth P is actually kind of a culmination of all of this. It's actually paralysis. Mm. Okay, it's not procrastination. I think the first three Ps are some of the causes and the effect, the cumulative effects of paralysis. So I think we can all agree that number one, we all go through this at different stages with different things. Number two, when we do feel the imposter syndrome and we let any of these four Ps challenge us, we get caught up in that web. It does not serve our business. It's detrimental and it's going to hold us back. Can we agree on that? Okay. So I have two things, kind of simple, but you need to focus on them to do that will help 
with imposter syndrome. And number one is something I've talked a little bit about before. It's focusing on the gain, not the gap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, let me, let me detail a picture here. You're standing in a specific place in time, a specific spot, and you are looking towards a future. And your future has all your goals in your bright, beautiful imagination vision. And you look at that, and if you stand in the the gap, if you focus on the gap, you're in imposter syndrome because you're, I'm not good enough. I failed at something. I don't know how to get there. I may not be good enough. I may never get there. You're standing in the gap. Would we all agree that that doesn't serve us? Every, not every, there's so many tropes on TV where the guy's climbing the high building and like, don't look down, don't look down. He's super confident. Everything's fine. He looks down. He sees the gap and he freaks the heck out. Either falls or freezes. So where you focus on is where you're going to get. And if you look at the gap of where you're not, that is where you shall remain. And if you stick in the gap, you'll always feel like an imposter. Now, would you like to feel more confident? Let's focus on the game. Thank you. Good job, Mike. He answered correctly. So focusing on the gain, the only way we can do that is to stand where we are and look backwards. Mm. We want to focus and celebrate our accomplishments. Everybody that's listening to this has a business that started from somewhere, right? I don't, it doesn't matter. You, you started it from scratch. You inherited it. You've you're bringing it forward. You have successes in your past. You got it from point A to where you are now. Hello? You've got some customers. You've made some decisions. You've got some money. You've had success. If you can focus on the gain and your past successes, it will propel you much more easily to where you want to go. That goal. Just for some of you, and again, most of our clients are moving, you know, got six figure businesses. We're helping them get seven figures, but there's some of you listeners out there that are just starting. So even if you look at younger you, right? So that you can still have had, not you can, you almost certainly have had growth. So I wish I had more examples off the tip of my tongue, but so many business owners, I would say just about every business owner, if you got to pick the moment in time that you were looking at, you could characterize any business owner as a success or a failure. So all Suzanne is saying, if I'm understanding her properly, is where are you going to focus? So if you've had some successes, look back over that. And if you feel like you haven't had any, you're still further ahead than you were before. And you're still far further ahead there. I guarantee you, everyone listening to this is someone wishes they had your cell phone, or if you've got more than one set of clothes in your closet, or if you've got a healthy body, or if you've got family that's healthy, like you can go on the business side, but even on the personal side, there's somebody that would kill to have your life. And we take it for granted every day. So really, and again, that now we're kind of moving into gratitude versus, you know, wanting something more. And it's fine to want something more, but your focus has everything to do. And again, we're going to be in the business that we're at. And a lot of times as, uh, <laughs> as my friend Arquette getting a little older, looking back, there's so many times where I, I was like, those are some of the best times of my life, but I wouldn't at the time say I was successful, but I really enjoyed it. And if I could just know it was going to be okay, um, I could have really enjoyed it as opposed to just stressing out. I think I'm kind of bastardizing what you're trying to say, but I'm, I'm so 
in tune and in agreement with what you're saying, Suzanne. It's perfect, Mike. I love how you always flesh out what I'm saying. Well, you always say stuff that makes me go, yeah, and I come up with a thousand, like, Suzanne is just the best springboard for me to to go. All right. Um, I and love it, all that. Go ahead. Okay. So let me finish with that, that the gap in the game before we move on to number two, because I've got one more idea for everybody. And again, it doesn't matter whether you started at zero where you're at or whether you have a million dollar business and you got it there because now you want to go on to a $2 million business, right? doesn't matter the size of your business. What's important is to focus on how far you've come, focus on the gain. And when you have that confidence of look at where I've come, it's going to help dissipate any imposter syndrome that you may feel. Now, the second way to really hammer this home, and I talk about it a lot, is to, in the evening, write out your wins daily. Mm, that's a we big. so often negate this. We so often forget to focus on this. We so often take it for granted. Somebody compliment. Go ahead. You were a little frozen. Just repeat it if you would. Oh, I'm sorry. Something happened for me. Something, someone complimented me. Something good happened. So I feel like, I don't feel, my experience has been, we very naturally review the day or week, you know, I'm not saying every day, but we naturally review the things that went wrong and we kind of focus on those. And there's a place for that. It's not, we're going to ignore or pretend everything was perfect, but I feel like, or I shouldn't say I feel like we, it would stand to reason. We should give at least as much mental bandwidth and time and attention to the things that went right. Absolutely. And unfortunately, we as a species seem to air to, we end the day with all the things we did wrong. Okay, perhaps that was just me. That was actually old Suzanne at a certain point in my life. Well, by definition, if you're thinking on the past, it was old Suzanne at a different point in your life. I would, I would, I had moments, I had a moment in my life where I would beat myself up. I just, I was definitely living in the gap. I would uplift others, but I would beat myself up. So once you change that, so I can tell everybody from experience, you can change it. That once you start to focus on the wins and the celebrations and the little good things that happened, you'll start to change your life around and you will feel less like an imposter every single day. Ta-da. That's a global concept. You, you can take out, when you said once you start to focus on, you can take that out and put anything in, you'll get that. So when you focus on your failures, I would expect more failures to come in. When you focus on where you want to be relentlessly, I'd expect you to get there. So, yeah. All right, guys, gals, my big encouragement is it's such a yin and yang is what to do and how to do it. We talk a lot about that on this podcast. And the other is how to look at things and what to believe. And we're talking about that in things like today. So I just want to encourage you. Those are really it. Having been very successful, very unsuccessful in business and in life, um, when I know what to do and how to do it, and I know who to be and what to believe, things go phenomenally well. So take this easy kind of to do if that's what you want is just today, tonight, at the end of the day, as you're retiring for the night, um, just think back on some of the things that went well and celebrate and be excited. And you'll you'll you won't forget to think of the bad stuff. That'll that'll take care of itself, but intentionally do that. If this has been helpful and you're like, I would like more of what to do, how to how to do it, what to believe and how to, how to perceive uh, my business, growmycleaningcompany.com, over a thousand podcasts, tons of free stuff. 
community of other people that um, want to be great and want to help you at growingtainingcompany.com. Check it out now. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.